Hi everyone, you tuned into Respectfully Disagree. This is our first episode where we're coming from different corners of the country to well all of the all the other participants are in one corner in the west and I'm in the east but it's our first spot where we're actually recording doing a distant recording because of covid-19 and covid-19 is also what we're going to be discussing in our podcast today um so we're going to talk about um the responses to the coronavirus outbreak and whether dealing with the pandemic is an individual or a collective responsibility first off let's talk to everybody about the outbreak for those of you who don't know on tuesday at 8 pm um our prime minister announced a 21 day lockdown so we're in an intense lockdown period here in india right now joining some other countries in the rest of the world so how is everyone feeling about the pandemic outbreak what are your thoughts what are you going through right now this is shishti your host my first thought is i have no bread so i don't know how i'm going to survive without any bread this is rajvi i'm the culture editor at the sort hi this is lisol i'm the managing editor of the swaddle um how am i feeling right now i am almost 9 months pregnant and was not ever expecting to give birth during the middle of a highly communicable pandemic um so i have a lot of you know concerns around that um I am an associate editor at the Swaddle. It's very interesting that I joined the Swaddle last week. I went to work on Monday and from Tuesday we've been in a work from home situation. Can we talk a little bit about the idea of not just the individual versus the state but the idea of the individual versus the collective and how did the uh, you know the pandemic outbreak make us rethink that? We usually regard the individual as the center of like liberty and rights and self care. we're seeing now more than ever that you actually need a community to survive and some sense of community and collective has it made y'all also rethink these ideas in a similar way or have you seen people thinking about it or rethinking about it on online so it's weird um like yeah i definitely do think that like right now a lot of people are like are very aware of the fact that they are dependent on on other people also uh taking care of themselves uh to protect their own selves right um i think that's a feeling i get when i'm driving uh just like on the road like how dependent you are on the other person not to fuck up otherwise you're dead uh i think that's a feeling that i'm getting today uh because yeah like if for example somebody doesn't wash their hands or doesn't cough or whatever or, or coughs on you or whatever like there is nothing that you can do right um so then i definitely feel that but i think one thing that has come out of it is also uh, the more dependent you are on someone and uh, if they for example make a mistake or let you down uh, like you are more likely to like shame them or uh, you know like uh, kind of cause cause them discomfort or uh, yell at them or whatever and i think uh, i we saw this in the kanika kapoor uh, instance right like to me like that was a very individual versus community thing because um she came to india and she went to a bunch of parties and she was never told uh by like the government hey you know get yourself checked or quarantine yourself or whatever like that was something that was expected of her because a lot of people at that time were also coming to the conclusion that they should socially distance um and so when she didn't do that and then she caught it and perhaps a lot of other people around her perhaps also got it um she was uh, you know at the re- receiving end of a lot of vitriol 
and that was very interesting that the more you depend on somebody the the slightest of mistakes could just kind of like send you off the deep end because it's like a social contract that you broke and uh, perhaps put a lot of people at risk oh wow i was wrong we're going to disagree a lot <laughs> I don't see that, the Kanaka Kapoor thing, I don't see that necessarily as um, a reaction of like community dependence. I see that more as a reaction of fear and and the fact that, and of fear of the unknown and the fact that like we, information is changing daily. We don't know, I mean, even um, among, you know, news professionals, we're struggling really to keep up with the developments in this to know like what we can credibly report because it will be true 10 days from now and what we should hold off on because it might change overnight. You know, I see, I think, and I think the public is even more um, bewildered. Uh, and so I think when somebody like Connie Kapoor does what she does, people don't stop to think, okay, like when she did this, it was a week ago and this is the information that we had then. And she acted according to the information now we're judging her on what we know a week later which isn't really fair to her like yes it absolutely is terrible and sucks that she may have infected people inadvertently but i see that more as like an outcome of of fear um but shoshi to your to your original question i don't know that i've thought so much about community i have thought about like support and what support means um and uh not to get too personal but i was expecting like a lot more like in-person support than I will have access to during my delivery and um, that the fact that that's not going to happen is has caused a lot of anxiety and what has alleviated that are these moments when friends and family members and I mean some people I haven't even talked to in months have reached out to just say hey I'm thinking of you this is going to be difficult you know, there's nothing that they can do. They fully acknowledge it, but they, just to say, like, I wish I could do something. And that expression of, I think, um, just emotional support and emotional togetherness, I think, has made the difference. Um, and I've also been thinking a lot about the butterfly effect, right? Like how the actions, like the un inadvertent, tiny actions of one people can like ripple out. That's kind of what we're seeing, right? When in terms of like transmission, like one person does a small thing, makes a small choice to like go out somewhere maybe they know they have COVID, maybe they don't. And then like 10, 20 people are infected because of that. Um, and, and that way I've really been thinking about like how we're all interconnected. So one more thing I, I was thinking about is that, you know, people are like more than happy as I've seen on social media uh, to kind of uh, lay, you know, like a lot of shame upon somebody who is like violating their social contract, like a common like lay person. But uh, like that i've seen like a certain shift when it comes to criticizing the government um that i mean a lot of articles that we ourselves write on our social media it's like oh they're trying right like they make mistakes they're trying like why are you you know asking so much of them but uh, like i i see that there's some sort of discrepancy when we look at fellow individuals and when we look at the government i don't necessarily know like like an answer to this but it's just like an observation that i've made which is I would, I would, I would have expected it to be like completely the opposite. And that's super interesting. And I don't think I thought of that about how we're actually holding individuals much more accountable. The way we talk about their actions, we're much more critical there than when it comes to the way in which we talk about the state. And I think, you know, this is something that comes out in the case of quarantine, especially, right? Because like, even though, you know, you 
like i haven't seen as much criticism of the way in which you know the government might have Im- implemented things or especially when we come when you know we think of this idea of the quarantine and things that we might have been more critical of earlier like you know the entire idea of stamping people's hands saying that they're quarantined or like putting you know literally putting signs on people's homes saying that they're quarantined that was my dog just for all of our listeners <laughs> but um we're less critical of that and we're so much more vitriolic towards individuals like even in my colony though there, there could have been like a suspected covid case like someone who died of pneumonia suddenly and uh, people refused to light his funeral pyre there was no one to light his funeral pyre everyone literally ostracized his wife and you know was extremely harsh when she was going through a very critical time so do you have any thoughts on like what it is about this or like you know more examples maybe for or against this entire idea of us being more critical of individuals yes. than we are of the state yes yes but uh, i think two two things here i think that you know in fellow individuals like you kind of are the most affected i guess by what is like immediately around you so then i feel like proximity plays a part in that where like you know if i see somebody uh, i don't know like uh, not covering their uh, like mouth when they are coughing in in public right like i would be more i mean i wouldn't do that but i would like a person would be more likely to be like hey just take like, cover your mouth dude like it's not nice um but uh, like the government or uh, like i don't know it's like a, it it takes more effort to call out the government i feel and then the second thing is that we know that india's healthcare system is not the best we know uh, like that uh, like with whatever happened with the delhi violence and stuff we know that the government is not um has ha- has like de- de- depicted themselves as not very efficient in um dealing with matters uh, that you know deal with people's lives so i feel like people are just kind of tired of it ke matlab kitna unko accountable hold karenge we are just like tired of it they're not going to do anything so the only people you can turn to then are your fellow individuals because you've kind of lost faith in the government those are two theories of mine <laughs> please discuss but i think it has a little bit to do with like relatability right like it's much more and like actually this is similar to raj what raj is saying it's much more immediate and relatable to what the person in the building next to you is doing or not doing right and it feels like there's more immediate consequences for for you the scale on which the state operates with 1. billion people i mean my god my mind honestly cannot even fathom that number <laughs> like so it's it's almost like you know you're just you can like i think most of us can't even think on that level um that said i also think that the way modern governance is set up is very paternalistic so we're looking for different things like what we owe to each other is very different from like the the social contract that we hold with the state right like we're looking to the state for to take care of us essentially like we cede certain rights we allow the government to take care of certain things for us because we want to be taken care of especially in emergencies like this what we're looking to each other for is a much more i think equitable arrangement and and not a paternalistic arrangement like we want everyone to show you know the same seriousness and responsibility that we are taking the situation with and when they don't we feel threatened and we judge them um and so i, I think it's just like i think it's just a very different like diff- different things we're looking for from the two entities and that, that kind of that's why that plays out in in terms of our response and forgiveness of them one reason why i might sometimes hold the individual more accountable or why my why i might blame the individual more is 
uh, because community spreading is happening and you know an individual has to do like very small things to ensure that nobody around them gets infected like they can just keep washing their hands or you know not just cough and sneeze into the air uh, at the same time i think another reason why i have why i don't blame the government as much is because i have very low expectations from the government that doesn't yeah, mean that the government should not be doing what it is doing but like i have very low expectations i have no faith in the government so wow love it love it how uh, we have such a faith in the government but can we go over like some of the you know major things crises that we've de- dealt with as part of this whole pandemic and you know what are the issues that have come up in terms of this idea of the individual versus collective or state right so let's talk about the biggest biggest i think one of the biggest issues which has been uh, stockpiling shout out to people like stocking up tons and tons of toilet roll shit tons of toilet roll oh, or pop <laughs> but um yeah, yeah what do we feel about that situation where you do feel like you know for your own security and for your own uh you know safety in the coming period you need to stock up but you're not thinking about the collective or the fact that if you're stocking up then more people will stock up and then just this collective chaos and panic i think this is very tricky territory right because we are all panicking and like for instance yesterday when i heard the announcement about the lockdown i was like oh shit i don't have enough supplies i need to like go and buy like everything but and i think a lot of people are ex- like going through with this mentality also which is why we are running out of things and i mean that's where i think we are again not doing very well as a community let's be clear the the concept of stockpiling is a fairly privileged concept right like if you don't have a certain amount of savings you can't stockpile and i would assume for you know the majority of the indian population there is no stockpiling going on merely because there's not enough money to stockpile so i think it's interesting watching which communities are stockpiling um that said the same communities that are stockpiling i've started noticing like after the initial panic and you know like me first <laughs> stockpiling response which is understandable uh those communities are also sort of now pivoting to um watch out for the communities that can't stockpile uh i've seen in the past few days um you know charitable initiatives to help provide food and resources to unemployed day laborers to um unemployed other unemployed people um and just everyone people who have lost their jobs whether because of just they don't have them or because the economy um their industry has just slowed down so i mean it's it's almost like it brings out the best and worst of us right like the worst being like the tendency to put your first put yourself first and respond by like stockpiling and and in panic um but then also you recognize maybe that a that takes away resources from other people or b those people don't even have the resources to begin with to consider stockpiling so then once you've sort of taken care of yourself then you can start thinking um how to help those other people it's i don't know like the stockpiling it's it's not great but like ho- i'm hopeful that it evens out in the end and and people get what they need as much as possible i think while the government cannot like probably come to your homes and deliver food but at the same time you know when a government announces a lockdown or something like that and the government should put information out there about 
what are the things that we can access or like compile some data so that people don't panic and like the stockpiling does not happen and then you know the others who can't afford to buy these things right now don't end up suffering in the end like but just I, no information but guys the people who can afford to stockpile are the people who are on twitter to which the government did release that information okay like again i do not love this government i have a lot of problems with this but the things that we're criticizing them for like they actually kind of did okay yeah and i think it's really interesting something that you brought up within the context of stockpiling and who can afford to stockpile that i think at the center of this crisis is a certain kind of individual who is like you know a privileged middle class individual who the state is mostly catering to right like even when you issue a lockdown even when you are answerable to a lockdown and even when we think about the idea of the individual versus the state in the context of this pandemic outbreak because there are clearly certain individuals who can't be held accountable for their actions in similar ways because they don't have the resources to be able to you know but um i think another thing that has been common to this entire crisis is the way in which states have responded and again comparing which are the states that have let us down and which haven't and like you know again videos coming in and circulating of the way in which like china built a hospital in wuhan in like you know um what was it four or five days and you know the way in which the us and uk governments have been lax to respond do you think there's a need for reimagining collective responsibility and who should be responsible when it comes to a crisis like this so i do think that uh, the indian government did you know kind of t- uh, like jump started a lot of uh, lockdown measures like semi lockdown measures that other countries took ve- very long to implement um you know like the banning uh, international travel uh, for example but i think one of the main uh problems with the government has been like communication because up until now i think they're still like denying that community transmission is a thing that the only way that somebody can get the virus is uh from like a person who has traveled from uh, abroad or uh, somebody who has been in contact with somebody who has traveled from abroad um i think when we talk about whose responsibility is it i think the individual can only do as well as the communication that is uh, disseminated to them right so uh, and i think communication is a very good weapon i guess in this fight against the pandemic and in that way i think that the indian government has failed so that responsibility i feel um, has not been fulfilled uh, so that's why i think a lot of different states also have very different uh, levels of uh fighting the pandemic because in states where the uh, in absence of a good solid uh communication from the central government uh it just depends completely on what each state government has communicated to the people residing in that state and uh, therefore has been more or less successful depending on that um on how uh, they have fought the pandemic You know, Vajri, I totally agree with you that the government has been terrible about communication. I think what they've tried to do instead is control the narrative. Like they've like put out all it which is totally different than actually like giving like accurate and transparent and like very clear factual information to your citizens, right? Like they put out all this information like, "Oh, nobody can publish information about COVID or coronavirus other than the government," which is like completely unenforceable and also like a ridic- a ridiculous directive to make right if you actually care about empowering your citizens to make the right decisions 
Um, so I, I don't necessarily have a problem with any of the the decisions taken so far. And I actually I agree with Raji that I think um, India has learned from a lot of the failures of other governments um, and tried to implement some measures um, more more proactively. Um, so in consideration and in conclusion, what do we have to say about how this pandemic has changed individual and collective dynamics? Well, our lives will never be the same again, for sure. But about this particular point. I think it's really interesting. Like one thing that I'm seeing a lot is uh, this like slow and steady, like complete reliance on the state. Um, and I think that is reflecting in my own behavior also, because like with everything that goes wrong or doesn't happen, like my first instinct um, is to look to the state to be like, hey, fix this right now. Um, and I think with the pandemic of this proportion where not a single community or group or individual uh, knows at any point what is exactly going on, um, I think this paternalistic idea that Lisa has brought up, brought up, I think, is something that I'm seeing manifest in real time um, in the psyche, in the collective psyche of people here, which is a very interesting um, thing to witness, I think. On a lighter note, I think... Uh... It has brought the sense of global solidarity. Like everybody across the world is reporting on very similar things. The collective experiences are so similar. And I think that's something that's one silver lining to this to these really dark times. Uh, and we've begun to appreciate dark humor more as a society. And I'm really thankful for that. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Rajvi, I've, I've spent a lot of this podcast like talking about how, you know, I'm willing to overlook the mistakes of the government and all of this, but I do worry about what that means for long, like for the long term, right? Like, if we get through this, if the government actually does manage to take care of us, what does that mean for our willingness to continue to overlook their violations of civil liberties, their, you know, um, communalized uh, targeting and, and things like that. Um, it's That's not a good place to be. It takes us backwards, not forwards. Um, but on like an individual and community level, I think it's really like made me reflect on what I depend on people for and what I really need people for. Um, and tried to make me like, this is gonna sound so corny, but like live that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I hope that that's something that everybody takes out of this pandemic, even if, you know, yeah, if that's the only silver lining, I, I hope we can all like just kind of recognize the importance of the people in our lives and try to be important to them in return. Oh, my God, that is so heartwarming. Lisa. It's the hormones. That's <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, OK, let's go back to Lisa's heartwarming note to end on. <laughs> yeah. And for all all our listeners who enjoy listening to Liesl's occasional hot takes and mostly very well thought out passionate takes on everything. This is going to be Liesl's last podcast for a little oh. while. So I'm clapping. I'm clapping for Liesl. Oh my God, you guys. That's too, that's <laughs> far too sweet and far too generous to my like hot takes. <laughs> We're going to miss you, Liesl. But I'm sure Lisa will be back super soon. And if nothing else, we're also we're going to get her in through a remote connection since we're now having to do that. So why not? Uh, we'll definitely maybe harass her if we miss her too much. Yeah. And on that note, um, 
we end today's podcast. We disagreed a lot. We thought we wouldn't originally, but we did end up respectfully disagreeing a lot on this one. And as the pandemic evolves, so will our tastes and so will respectfully disagree. Bye. Bye.